You're welcome to Uplift Podcast. Our mission is to use this podcast to empower the community, create founders, and foster learning through technology and entrepreneurship. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, it means you're ready. You're ready to have that major breakthrough in your personal development, business, and career today. So stay tuned to discover what's possible from some of the greatest minds in business and technology today. I'm your host, Ango Mustafa. With me on this episode of Apple Podcast is Mrs. Farida Kabir. She is the CEO of O-Track. Mrs. Farida, tell us more about yourself. Okay. Good morning. My name is Farida Kabir. I'm the founder and CEO of O-Track. And um, I am a software developer. I started my journey with um, Hotels.ng. I interned at Hotels.ng. It's a software company in Lagos. And from there, I moved to um, eForge Solutions, did some work with them, and then did some also moved to Sam's Attendance Management System, and um, also moved to my startup, which is Otrack. And um, what Otrack does is we provide software solutions and tools for the healthcare sector. Okay. And um, what we have at the moment is a learning management system healthcare workers to do their continuing medical education courses, accumulate their CME points, that's the continuing medical education, and then renew their licenses to practice. Okay. Yeah, and um, I was the uh, federal ICT advisor for DFID project, it's the UK government project in Nigeria. Okay. Project up there. Mm. So that's Impressive. Impressive. So, CEO of OTRAC, how did you get here and why OTRAC? Okay, so, um, well, the funny thing is, I actually studied biological science as an undergraduate. <laughs> I went ahead and st- um, started out in epidemiology with the Federal Ministry of Health under the Nigeria, Nigeria Center for Disease Control. And it was during the outbreak of Ebola of 2014 to 2015, Ebola outbreak. And one of the challenges that I noticed as I then was the um, resources given out for capacity building of healthcare workers to learn how to you know to learn how to manage the Ebola patients and all that. And um, at the end of the day that that money, that funds didn't go around as expected. We had to do some zoning. So we selected I think four if I can remember four people per state from the whole thirty six states of Nigeria. And um, we ended up building the capacity of I think like 200 or 300 healthcare workers in total. So you can imagine just 200 healthcare workers matched to the total number of Nigeria population. That's that's not enough. So I was thinking around how can we find a more sustainable model of deploying this at larger scale and um, a more sustainable scale. And that's how I came up with OTRAC. So yesterday you gave a talk about, so now you're a developer, what next? You know, I, I believe there's more yeah. to just being a developer and to just sitting in front of the computer and then punching figures and numbers. So tell us more. Okay, so um, from my presentation yesterday, basically I said, I think the title of the presentation is you're a developer, so what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that would have raised a lot of um, questions in the head of people. But then the basic thing is based on my own experience in the field, and what I've seen over the years with developers, yes, you've learned how to develop or design or whatever it is you've learned how to do in IT. 
then you're out in the world and you find yourself in a team and then you get lost that is a serious challenge so apart from learning how to develop or design you actually need to have those 21st century skills like i talked about if you want to actually be successful and those um, skills are the life and career skills the digital literacy skills and learning and innovation skills and the learning and innovation skill is one of the most important that's where communication um, creativity, critical thinking, and collaboration comes under. So beyond just being a developer, you know, some developers, they, they like to work in isolation. Mm. Put them in between groups of people and there's a problem. Yeah. So how can a developer be better beyond just coding? So, like I mentioned, I'm still going to go back to that um, 21st century skills and I'm going to still drill down on communication, collaboration, those are very, very important skills for you to excel as a developer. In a team, you can't work alone. It's not possible. I mean, you get there better and faster if you share the work. What do they even call it? Division of labor. Yes. Yes. But so you can imagine a work that you can deliver in one week. If you have four people, you're going to deliver it in four weeks because you're alone. And that would mean stress. And stress is very bad for the health. So you actually need to learn how to work in a team. You need to learn collaboration and some of the things that are that give you know that barrier between working and that that communication barrier is sorry that collaboration barrier is communication and having emotional intelligence and that is really really liking and having attitude problems because that is actually another challenge with developers most especially if you get caught in between those language wars then you just miss it you go off point. And um, I think also ambiguity of words, like I said, if you're trying to communicate with people, you need to drop all those technical jargons that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, just talk it in simple, plain terms. Hey, I want to move from point A to point B, but I think I need to go through route E, route D, or route F before I move to point B. How do I get there? Just drop all your technical jargons and speak like a human being mm. speak okay yes you're a human being even though you're speaking in technicalities but just speak as simple as you can and um, you actually need to learn emotional intelligence it is very very important you need to put you need to have empathy you need to put yourself in the position of the other person that you're communicating with don't say rubbish just don't say anything that just comes off your head or comes off your mind because you want to say it you need to think about how that person will respond to it how that person feel what you're saying how is it going to make him feel and with that you start learning how to communicate better a woman in the tech space and i believe there there are several challenges so far i want us to tell us i want you to tell us some of these challenges and how you've been able to overcome it and then what do you think other ladies coming into this space should have in mind Okay, this is actually a very deep and sensitive topic. <laughs> as a woman in tech, I mean, as a woman in general, you have challenges. You, the basic thing is when you're a woman and you want to go for a career or you want to go for a field and be a professional in it, you need to work twice as hard to earn half the recognition that a man would get. So the moment you make that decision to go after your career, just know that you're going to be in bed with that phenomenon for I think almost all your life probably when you break through I don't know honestly because right now I can't tell you that I don't work twice as hard but maybe I get the recognition but I think 
anyway let's just put that topic aside but for challenges yes there are plenty plenty challenges most especially women in the north and when i say women in the north i mean in respect to the fact that women in the north we get married off um, early not that not that that is a bad thing necessarily but mixing that culture religion tradition with what you want to do mm. being a professional that is crazy Anybody that says or tells you that they have a smooth operations, mix of operations between life and work, uh uh-uh. no, it's not. So, um, let me think about what challenge, because I have a lot of, I've faced a lot of challenges. I don't even think which one. Is it when I started and some people, I met some people and they said, what, I don't have any business being in tech, I should just go back to my husband go and take care of my husband and family. That's where I belong to, to the kitchen and the other room. Yeah. Or, I mean, there are a lot of them. But um, I think the highlight of it all is the fact that anything that I try to do, people have to attribute it to the fact that you can't go beyond this because you're a woman. You need to have boundaries. You can't say this. You can do this. In fact, the way that I dress, I have to, I, I can remember it was last year, I had a lot of argument with people around me that even the way that you dress, you need to carry yourself, you need to portray that you're another woman, you need to, I'm like, people, I just want to work, I want to be professional, I want to excel in my career, and really, I'm not interested in all those things. But then looking at it from the point of, from their own point of view, I could understand, yes, because we still have, I think in the north we still have that there's still that should I call it barrier or that wall that we haven't completely broken through it yet so in as much as you're trying to be professional you also have to put it at the back of your mind that you're actually coming from the north and you need to normalize some of these things you need to find a balance between culture tradition religion and what you want to do yeah that's that's quite some challenges so um you're pattern words I want you to speak to the minds of young aspiring developers, female especially. Okay, my dear ladies, what I'm going to tell you is nothing is impossible. Even the word impossible spells am possible. Yeah. I am impossible. So I think whatever you look at and you feel it's a challenge, I want you to look at it from a different perspective don't look at it from that challenge perspective look at it from an opportunity perspective if you start looking at it that way that's when you start having breakthroughs and that's where you start having ideas that turn into you know multi-million dollar projects or multi-billion dollar businesses and um, the most important thing is find a mentor you actually need to find a mentor is it is very very important and that is the major challenge that i faced when i was coming into the tech world i really didn't have a female mentor i only have the i had the guys and you know like i said culture religion tradition there there are some limits to how hard i can press or how long i can stay at work or in the office trying to get a grasp of things so i had to do some of these things myself i had to self-learn so finding a mentor is very very important and it was after i came into the tech world after i started establishing my career i realized there are a lot of women that are actually doing great things in the tech world but we i don't know for some reason they don't blow their own trumpets so you don't even know them talk less of meeting them and having them to guide you so i think you need to do your research very well look for mentors find them 
There's a quote by Richard Branson. He said, mentorship is key to unlocking each of our entrepreneurial spirits. And that is important. Thank you very much for your time. And then, how can one reach you online? Oh, I'm available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media handles. Name it. My handle is R-E-E-D-A-H-K-H. Okay. Thank you very much Hello. for your time. This episode of Uplift Podcast has come to a close. So now it's time to start acting on some of those things that we've learned in the episode. So feel free to share with your friends. To discover more, visit podcast.uplift.ng.